One, two, three. Hallelujah! Clap for the Lord. Amen. Let's all be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. Let's go ahead and pray before we get into this. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for blessing us, Lord, blessing us to be here this morning. We thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to sit at your feet and to receive fresh rhema from heaven. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you've sent it to. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Church said amen. Amen. Praise God. All right. Well, look at your name and say, get your Bible out. Okay, so this is uh, always going to be the most important part of our service. It's the word. And, you know, uh, because of the word, we can learn and grow, right? Without the word, you know, even the word itself says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And so... We got to know some stuff because if we don't know it. The enemy could take advantage of us. Right. But, you know, we can't be stopped if we grab a hold of the truth and build our lives on it. And you stand on the rock of revelation, revealed truth, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against your life. And so there's nothing that the enemy can do against you. Amen. And so we're going to keep growing by the word. Um, I want to preach this morning. Um, just continuing to go where God has taken us, I want to preach this message entitled Vision. Vision. And so this is very important. God is doing some wonderful things. And the people that need to see it is his children. Because we're the ones that are going to benefit from it. And so, but we've got to have vision. So go to Proverbs, Proverbs 29, 18. We'll look at that in the King James first. And then... We'll look at another version, but it says where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law happy is he. And so where there is no vision. So it's it's not just that you can't see, but you can't see what you're supposed to see. Come on, somebody. And see, the enemy is so busy about distorting your vision and causing you to focus on things that God doesn't want you to focus on. That's why I've been saying this so long and for so many years. Don't be watching the news. Don't don't go to these outlets to get your information because that's not going to help your vision. That's not going to help you in terms of knowing what God is doing or where God is taking you in your life. And so let's go to this same verse in the message translation. The message translation, it says, if people can't see what God is doing, stop right there. That's a big problem. If people can't see, I mean, if you could see what God is doing, boy, you wouldn't be able to stay depressed too long. Come on, anybody up in here with me. If you could see what God is doing and how God is moving and what God has in store for you, I'm talking about you're not going to be able to be down and out too long. If you could see what God is doing, you know what will happen is you won't be complaining. You'll start praising. Oh, see, I'm trying to I'm trying to help the church because if we can't see what God is doing. You know, even David in Psalm 27 said, I would have fainted if I didn't believe that I see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. 
And so if people can't see what God is doing, look at this. They stumble all over themselves. And that's why you got a lot of God's people, instead of going forward, they're turning circles. They're stumbling all up, falling down. And it's like, wait a minute. You're not supposed to be going backwards. You're supposed to be going from glory to glory. Come on, somebody. You're supposed to be advancing. But God wants you to see what he is doing. And then he wants to encourage you to trust him and do everything his way. But if people can't see, because that means they won't even see the reward. You see what I'm saying? It, what if you didn't see the reward or uh, be able to notice any fruit to your obedience? Then what are you going to do? You're not going to obey. But if you see fruit, you say, oh, this pays off. I'm going to stick with God because this right here is the best thing that I can do. I need to obey God because I could see what he's doing. I could see how he's taking my obedience and setting up great things for me. Come on, somebody. I could see that my obedience, come on, is paying off. Job 36, 11, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures forevermore. And I see that as a promise and I say, oh. I can't help but to be blessed because I'm, I see what God is doing. See, sometimes God is working in your life, working stuff out for you behind the scenes and you can't see it. And sometimes the devil will come upon you to try to discourage you because he knows if you stay in position, if you stay on course, then there's going to be breakthrough happening for you that's going to put him, oh man, it's going to jack up his plans against you. And But what he tries to do is get you discouraged so that you just step right over here to the left. And if you step out of line, you miss the flow. And the flow that God has for you is something great. But you've got to be one that is willing to say, Lord, I want to see what you're doing. Come on, just say that by faith. Say, Lord, Lord I want to see what you're doing. Okay, because if you can't see what God is doing, people that can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, y'all got to get this. When they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Come on, somebody. Woo, I mess around and, oh, Lord, really? You going to do that? Is that what you're doing? Oh, now you're most blessed. Amen. That's why I said, you're not going to be complaining. Come on. I mean, no, you're not going to complain because you know what God is doing. In the name of Jesus, you, you're not going to worry about it because you know what God is doing. And then guess what? You'll start speaking like we've been, we were teaching last week. You'll start speaking those things that are not. As if they were. Come on, somebody. You could look at a deficit, but because of what you know about your God and what he's doing, you'll speak something and you'll be able to say something bold. Come on. Oh, y'all in here with me. Maybe you need money for something, but you, you mess around and got close enough to God. You'll be able to speak something. Oh, all the money will be in next week. Oh, I can't. Come on. I'm talking about you'll say that because. You see what your God is doing. And so you'll say, oh, no, it'll be paid off by next week. Because you understand what God is doing. And then, you know, you're in covenant with God. 
But if you don't get that, then guess what you're going to do? Stumble all over yourself. Y'all in it with me. Come on, y'all. I don't try. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to have people go up. I'm trying to have people advance. I'm trying to have people step into levels that they haven't stepped into yet. Come on, I, I, I don't want you stumbling over the same stuff you were stumbling over last year. Come on, somebody. Uh, that, but see, that's what happens if people don't see what God is doing, if they can't see what God is doing. And so there is a current in the world. And there's a kingdom current. So what is this? There's a flow. Come on. There's a flow in this world. But there's also a flow in the kingdom. And basically, this is man's way and God's way. See, and this world is always trying to get you to buy into man's way. But remember, there's a flow. It's two. A flow, a current in this world and a current in the kingdom. Man's way and God's way. Now go to Proverbs 14. Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way which seems right unto a man, but the end there are, thereof are the ways of death. Stop right there. They try to make you think it looks right, you know, seems right. Uh, everybody's doing it. Y'all, y'all in here with me. But, you know, they never tell you the death on the end. It's just like back in the day when... Years ago when smoking cigarettes was popular. Y'all remember the Marlboro man? He'd be on the posters and stuff and all that. Then all of a sudden, you know, he, he lost his fame or something. And then you start seeing after effects. You know, you start seeing, like, the lady they put on TV that, that lost all of her hair. She got the hole in her throat and talking about this is what cigarettes did to me. But you know what? What's cold about this, and this is why I want you to understand you can't pay attention to the world, you know, the same people that put out the Marlboro Man, they're the same people that put out the lady. Come on. Same companies. And, and so what they're trying to do is capitalize. And so they get you. They're the ones that talked you into doing this thing. And they capitalize on your money that you spent to do it. Then guess what? They're going to capitalize now on your sickness, because it's going to be medications that you need. This all connected. See, the world is not here to promote you. You are here to release the anointing into the world and dominate this world because of who you're connected to. And so you cannot look down and you cannot even look straight ahead because your redemption is coming from up high. And so our help comes from the Lord. And so we have to understand what our God is doing. What is that kingdom flow? What is that all about? Let's look at this verse. Let's look at Proverbs 14, 12, and 13 in the message. There is a way of life that looks harmless enough. See that? And now what they try to tell it's not that bad. Well, if it's not that bad, why is bad still in it? So that means it's not that bad, but you mean it's, it's still bad though, right? I don't want to do what's not that bad. I want to do what's good and what's right. And so 
There's a way of life that looks harmless enough. Look again. It leads straight to hell. Come on, somebody. They just, uh, they're not telling you like this. They're not saying it like this. They, you know, oh, it's, it's harmless enough. It's okay. Well, a little leaven, leaven it the whole lump. Amen. Come on. How many of y'all would just drink a little bit of poison? I mean, it's not that, not that much. A little bit, just, you know, it ain't a whole gallon. I'm just saying it's just one drop of cyanide. That's all you need. Oh, it ain't that bad. You wouldn't do that, huh? But you know what? The world is set up to get you to follow their system. And they say, you can't do things God's way. You can't be going to church on Sunday. You could be making money. Looks right. Huh? Come on. You can't, you can't, oh, you surely can't pay your tithes. Oh, it looks right. Come on. There's a way of life that looks harmless enough. Oh, it ain't going to hurt nothing. You know, it's just like if I'm raising my kids, when I was raising my kids, we had standards. So it's not that bad. You know, you could just let them miss church all the time. Not that bad. But you don't understand everything you do is seed. And so every seed is going to bring a harvest. And the harvest that you're going to have showing up in your life is going to be based on the seeds that you have sown. And so when that harvest shows up, don't get mad at nobody but yourself. Because you're the one that sowed the seed. And so if I sowed the right seed, then I can guarantee, matter of fact, I sowed the right seed. And if stuff looked like it ain't turning out like it's supposed to, come on, somebody. Uh, it ain't like my family's just been perfect. But guess what I did? I stood on my seed. And I said, oh, no, this going to turn out like I spoke it. Y'all in here with me. But that seed is all your whole life is seed. And and you got to connect to the currency of the kingdom. So you sow the right seed. And so you sow it without fear, without compromise. And you take your stance. You take your stance and say, no, we're going to do this God's way. You understand me? Like, no, we're going to church because that's what the word says. Huh? Well, we don't have time. What time you you losing, man? You're losing. And you're going to want to win. You're going to need God. Y'all in here with me. So there's a way of life that looks harmless enough. Oh, it's not that bad. But bad is still in it. And it's still seed. And there's a harvest coming. He says, look again, it leads straight to hell. See, that's what people are doing in our times today. They say, oh, well, you know what? Like, a lot of times people don't want to take a stance on, on godliness and living right. Amen? Um, oh, well, if two people are of the same sex, well, they love each other, so it's okay. Says who? There's a way, come on, somebody, that looks harmless enough. But look again. Well, pastor, I'm, you know, because I've had trouble with that because, you know, I got some people in my family are like that. There is a way that looks harmless enough. 
Oh, see, I don't feel like, I feel like you judging me, telling me I need me and my girlfriend need to get married and all that. And I, you know, but I'm not really ready for that. You know what you're saving up for a, a, a dynamic wedding for some other people. Think about your wedding, man. You spend all this money on everybody else to eat. And then when your, your wedding is over, you got a bill. And what they doing? I look back and me and my wife look back at some wedding pictures and we said, man, where are these people at? Man, we spend all this money on this wedding and where we don't even see these folks. No, I, man, I haven't seen. I don't even know if they're still alive. But people are making decisions based on the ceremony. No, you make your decision based on the book. It is better to marry than to burn. Oh, they don't preach that, though. But that's truth. You got to come in the covenant. So you get that blessing of God on your life. Amen. Oh, well, we're faithful. There is no faithful. Didn't they used to use the term monogamous? Well, I'm in a monogamous relationship. What does that mean? Fornication. That's what it means. You are fornicating just because you with one person, you still a fornicator. And guess what God's going to, he's not going to give you no pass because you're a monogamous fornicator. There's a way of life that looks harmless enough. Look again. Luke's your name and say, look again. It leads straight to hell. See, we're not doing that, man. And then we have this. Sure, those people appear to be having a good time. What do they do? You know what I think is one of the, one of the just promoters of fakeness, the, one of the greatest promoters of fakeness of all time, Instagram. Instagram, Facebook, all their social media is one of the most diabolical fake promotion tools ever known to the world because nobody shows you their real life. They only show you what they want you to see. And if they take the video and it don't look good, they say, let's take that again. And then let's turn to this angle because my face actually looks better. It looks like I'm a little thinner with this angle. It's all fake. And people, what do people do? They watch that and they see you living your blissful life. But how come you don't turn the camera on when you're arguing and acting a fool at your house? How come the camera ain't on then? <laughs> Nobody, you didn't want to, you want to turn it off when you're mad and ready to throw dishes at the wall and all this stuff, but you turn that off. But let me put up this fake clip and see how many fake people who don't even care about me or like me. They don't even know you, but you're looking for their thumbs or whatever you want to call it. To me, that thing is only good for releasing the gospel. And that's what I if I put anything out there on that thing, it's going to be about the book. It's probably just going to be a clip of me preaching. You see what I'm saying? Because anything else is a waste of time. But we live in a fake world with fake people 
with fake power. But it's my job to let you know about the real God, the true God and the true power that is going to dominate this earth. The true power that is going to shake hell. We will take charge of this earth. I don't care what it looks like. We will take charge. We will take over the schools. Come on, somebody. Y'all just better believe it. We will take over the schools. We will take over. We will not be dominated because we serve a God that can't be defeated. But as long as we adhere to it and, and listen, he says, uh, if we do what's revealed, whatever that other scripture I have, but if we do what's revealed, we'll be most blessed. Well, as people are living today and they're trying to make you think that their way is right, they can get on TV, they can talk about this, talk about that, promote this, promote that, uh, try to force it on you, you know, trying to just push everything. You know, what does some of this stuff have to do with anything like education? Remember education, like we used to learn stuff like, uh, reading, <laughs> like math, you know, mathematics and all that. Y'all remember stuff like social studies, yeah. history, you know, economics. Yeah. What's that got to do with stuff, you know, Paula the penis want to show up at your, your fifth grade, your, you know, your, your kindergarten class and do a demonstration on sex education. This is real. Dress in a penis. She's got a, a inflated penis suit. And she just walks right there in the class. And she got this, you know, I'm in the best of Shot that thing with a BB gun. Bust that thing, man. Get out of here with that. Huh? But that's what the devil's doing. But the church is like, well, I didn't want to bother anybody. Well, they bothering you, man. It, this is beyond. They are bothering you. They are trying to take your house. It, they're trying to take everything from you. But you got something that is more powerful than any weapon they have. You have seed. And you can sow that seed into the kingdom. And you get a kingdom harvest. Seed is not just money. Seed is the words that I speak over my kids. Seed is the example that I set before my kids. Seed is the way that I treat my wife. Seed is the way that I live my life. And that is bringing me a harvest that the devil can't stop. God gave me such a powerful revelation. He told me that. Because, you know, as uh, most of the time, parents, I mean, you're raising kids and sometimes, you know, things maybe don't seem like they're going the way you want or whatever. But God reminded me. He said, when the oil is poured, it can't be put back in the bottle. Praise God. I'm going to stand on that, Lord, because that oil been released. And there's nothing that nobody can do to take it and put it back in the bottle. So basically, its intended purpose shall come to pass. It shall not be stopped. And so you don't change what you're speaking over your kids just because their behavior changed. You keep on speaking that same thing. But what you've got to do is you've got to back up your words with some standards. You see what I'm saying? Because you can't co-sign something that's outside of the blessing. And so we've got to be those people that say, I'm going to pay attention to what God is doing because 
Hey, it look, you know, they, 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 they keep trying to make us think, and this is what kids are thinking too, and that's why we got to be persistent in our stance against it. But they're trying to think that there's an easier way, a better way, a do it this way, do it that way. The only way that is going to be beneficial is the way of the book. Amen. And we've got to be those that have that standard. You, you see what I'm saying? You, you, you got to be careful of the influences that are upon your children, your family, any type of thing like that. And so, let's see, there's a way that looks harmless enough. Look again, at least straight to hell. Uh, sure, those people appear to be having a good time. But all that laughter, y'all in here with me, will end in heartbreak. Amen. Now, what I'm preaching to you is the word. Uh-oh, somebody ain't having it. But what I'm preaching to you is the word. Y'all in here with me. And so if I'm preaching the word to you, then you can take that word and say, that's the truth. Well, if somebody else tells you another way, if it ain't the Bible, it ain't the truth. So if it's not the truth, what is it? A lie. And so the Bible says all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. And so you don't want to be caught up as a liar and surely don't take advice from liars. Amen. You take your stance and say, oh, no, we're going to do this the kingdom way. And see, you know what the the enemy tries to do? He's even uh, tried to infiltrate churches because sometimes pastors got to feel like, they got to, in order for them to preach on prosperity, they got to stray away from obedience and repentance. No, those two are joined together. It's a beautiful marriage. You obey me, I bless you. See, but then if I want to jump on something, well, I'm just preaching all this prosperity, but I'm never preaching obedience, repentance. Then now I'm giving you a pipe dream. But we, these two are married together because God is such a good God, such an awesome God. He's going to bless you abundantly, but you're going to also do your part. You're going to obey him. Amen. And, and you're going to walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. Amen. You're not going to Sit in the path of the scornful. Let me give you a bonus scripture. Go to Psalm real quick. Psalm 1. Psalm 1. And then we'll just look at, I think, 1 through 3. And King James is fine. Blessed. Y'all know what that means? Do you understand what the word blessed means? Blessed means empowered to succeed. How many of y'all want to be successful in this life? You are empowered to succeed. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. That's it right there. So you cannot have ungodly people counseling you. You cannot follow the advice of the ungodly world. That's why you cannot let uh, TV and, and YouTube and Instagram and TikTok. Don't let them raise your kids. Come on. TikTok to become the new parent. Oh, y'all don't want me to get into this. And some families, TikTok knows more about your kid than you know. 
because they spend more time on that than they do in your presence. And what parents are doing today, what it is, is they're lazy. And so they just let them do anything. You know what I'm saying? Kids getting phones at nine. What you doing at nine with a phone? For what? For who? Nine? Huh? Come on. And then you, you oh, see, I, I don't be planning on doing this, but I know what kind of church I am. I know what kind of church I belong to. I know what kind of anointing I'm under, and I don't care. I can't change it. doesn't matter if I try. I'm going to preach a truth, and you're going to always be brought to a place of confrontation. You keep listening to me, you're going to always be challenged. You're not going to be allowed to keep doing the same old stuff. You're going to be brought into a place where you're going to have to deal with the truth. In the name of Jesus, we need to teach kids morals, standards. Don't just give them everything. You know what I'm saying? These kids got $1,000 phones at 12. And you the one paying for the bill and the insurance. It's of no value to them. You see what I'm saying? Now, I know, oh, Pastor, well, you know, things have changed. They ain't changed that much. What has changed is people lessening their standards. Because if you don't train them, how are they going to live? Y'all in here with me? You, you, my son is 21 years old, but guess what? He's falling back on stuff I taught him when he was eight and nine. And I had to endure and not let up on that stuff. And, and then guess what? Sometimes you're not going to be their friend. We wasn't, we, you know, there was plenty of times where he, man, he, I wasn't his man. But you ask him today and he'll let you know I'm his guy. But I'm not his guy because I compromised. I'm his guy because I gave him, I showed him what 100 looks like. And I gave him something to chase. That's what parents don't do today. They don't show the kids what 100 looks like. And so the kids don't have nothing to chase. Amen? So we got to stick to these standards. I'm going to do this as your pastor. You guys, some of y'all, and that's, you know, don't worry about how many people we got. We're going to have whoever God says. That's all. Listen, this ministry is only going to go as far as God says. Because there ain't no campaign. I'm not going to be able to put out some nice video because I'll be giving false advertisement. I'll be just all giddy and he on the video. And then they come here and they're going to say, what happened to him? Did he have a bad day? No, I'm just going to be as God wants me to be. But I'm telling you, you guys got to hear me as your pastor. We are coming into some times, man, where God's about to start unleashing. I'm talking about miracles, signs and wonders, abundant blessings coming from heaven, pouring out into lives. But you got to be in position to receive that. You got to make sure you get your life in alignment to receive that. You cannot think that you're going to shortcut God's system. There are no shortcuts. 
Oh, but you can be most blessed. You can be empowered to succeed. You can be in a place in your life where everything's working. I'm talking about, come on, somebody. You got your family life's working. You got your money working. You got your health working. Come on. You don't have to be a victim to nothing. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of the sinners. I'm not going with y'all over there. That's what you need to tell people. Why don't you, why don't you just go on to the club with me? No. I ain't going. Amen. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. And so even with that, don't let somebody bring some junk to you that messes up your attitude and your mood. And they bring some trash to you about another person and now you co-sign it. Uh-uh. I'm not entering into that gossip and all that stuff. But his delight, look at your name and say, my delight. My delight. This, is what I, this is what gets me excited right here, y'all. I'm telling you, man, I'm, I really do get excited about the word. Ain't, ain't that something? Isn't that something where somebody can get excited about the word and excited about obeying God and excited about prospering God's way? Because I know when I'm prospering his way, can't nobody take it. Come on, somebody. Can't nobody steal it. Can't nobody do nothing against it. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, do it. He meditate when? That's why we always saying, get in that word. Don't be waiting till you get to church. I'm going to get back in my Bible when? On Sunday. Huh? You better, boy, I'm telling you, you leave here today, you better get back in this book tonight. You leave here today, go and get your little rest, but get back in the book tonight. And revisit what was preached in here, man. Because you need to grow. There's a victory that God has for you and you can't be, I'm telling you, I know, just like he said, the oil is poured as I'm, Think about my kids. Well, I know what's been preached from this pulpit and the devil can't stop this word. This word is going so fast. He can't stop the results. He can't stop the harvest. It's too much word. So I encourage you to grab a hold of it. So no. Oh, it's going to be some manifestation for me. It's going to be, see, and that's why we've been able to do some things, but we barely started. We're about to do even bigger because God is prepping us to go up. And it says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Look at your name and say, if I touch it, it's going to prosper. That's why I tell you, you're going to get your words right because God's putting a voice in you, a voice of triumph. And you're, going, you're not just going to learn how to cope with stuff. You're going to say, oh, no, we're about to speak a change up in here. Amen. I'm about to speak me a new situation right here. This thing's about to change because I'm about to apply the pressure of the kingdom. And so this is what we got to understand. And so we need to see what God is doing. That's what vision is about. Vision, yeah, you can get your vision as long as you get it from God. And, and, and you can have the vision about your dreams and what you want and all that. But uh, uh, a greater understanding of vision is, Lord, I got to see what you're doing. 
more so than whatever dreams I might have. And that's good. But there's a higher level of vision that we need to tap into. What are you doing, Lord? And that's what I want to see. I want to be in lockstep with God. Because sometimes, you know, you get tricked. You, You just, you know, I remember me and Brother Gary yesterday, we out there on that outreach, man. We must have seen more no soliciting signs than ever. And people wasn't answering the door. And now they got all these cameras now. So, you know, they see you. And but we just we just kept on going. I said, you know what? We, we saw a kingdom seed. And we did all that to get to some nuggets, some people that God set up for us to talk to. But see, we but see, we wouldn't even know that. But but God knew that before we even hit that street. But you got to be one that says. I need to know what God is doing. I want to see what God is doing. Now, we must be willing to step out of the shadows and comfort zones. And that's what's going on. A lot of people in church say, even if you start living right, God ain't going to leave you right there. He's always got a challenge. So he's going to pull you out of the shadows. He's going to pull you out of the comfort zones. Now, let's go to Isaiah 43, Isaiah 43. 18 and 19 King James. Then we'll look at that in NIV. And so remember not the former things. So look at your name and say, you're going to have to forget the past. Okay. So remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now let's look at this in the NIV. Get this revelation on it. Forget the former things. Tell them again. Forget your past. Come on. Tell them again. Forget your past. Forget the former things. Do not dwell. Huh? On the past. It's okay to have a testimony, but it's not okay to stay back in that testimony. The testimony is past and you're moving forward. And so the only purpose of you sharing is to encourage somebody else Amen. that they can move forward. Listen, what I would advise people is don't share testimony without bringing victory following the testimony. Amen. Amen. And so if you've got a testimony, if you ain't got a victory yet, don't tell the testimony. Amen. Because you want to be able to tell somebody this is where I was, but this is where I am right now. I just want to let you know I used to be over there, but now I'm over here. This is what I got going on today. You see what I'm saying? That's what you want to be able to do. Hallelujah. And he says, see, I'm, I'm okay. Back up in the uh, 18 real quick. In the NIV. So forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. 19. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Stop right there. So God says, don't dwell on your past because I'm doing something new. But then he says, do you not perceive it? Well, the word perceive means to recognize, discern, envision or understand. So what God is saying is. Don't you recognize what I'm doing? Are you able to discern what I'm doing? Can you envision? Can you see what I'm doing? Do you understand? And see, God is wanting us to know. That he's doing something new. And so you cannot be under the shadow of your past. 
you can, in fact, don't let your past steal your future. Don't let your past steal your future because the things that you have experienced in your past or gone through or whatever, if you're not careful, they can mess up what God has ahead. Amen. Because it's not about how you've always done things. Come on, can I get amen right there? How I many know oh, some people used to do things that they don't need to do today? Amen, I'm just saying. Uh, I, I'm, I was talking to a brother at the gym the other day, but he's kind of like me. Uh, both of our wives, they you know, are the accountant type people and they do the finance as well. I, I, I was laughing, I said, man, I used to be the one going to pay the gas bill with a money order. Oh, I can't get no amen right there. Come on, somebody. Uh, I, I mean, I, I used to go to the Cox Cable in San Diego, amen, to go to Cox Cable, get in the line and give them a money order for the cable bill. Well, I mean, oh, that ain't the way to do things anymore, amen? They got online stuff. They got, they, we have advanced. And so you can't be talking about, that's it, I'm still, I don't care what it is, I'm going to take me a money order. That's taking up too much time. You see what I'm saying? And so it's not about, the way you've always done things. Also, it's not about what you experienced last time. Oh, come on, somebody. Just because you bought a house and you lost it don't mean you're never going to buy a house again. What you say, oh, that's it. I'm never going to buy a house again because I had a bad experience. I mean, no, a lot of people had a bad experience. You can't let that bad experience rob you from your future. Matter of fact, you know what, man? That was then, but right now, let me go ahead and write down the house I want. Oh, I can't get Amen. y'all. Let me. Huh? Right now, because I'm in a different place. I, I, I wasn't flowing in the blessing like I am now, so let me go ahead and write this down, and this is what I want. You see what I'm saying? But, but you got to be in that place where you understand it's not about tradition or how I've done things and, or what has happened in the past, you know, my experience. People are stuck in those things. And that affects them. That, that affects them. And it's, it's unfortunate, but that's how generational curses sneak through. You got raised a certain way, you raise your kids the same way. Well, I mean, no, that don't mean it's right. You know what I'm saying? You wasn't taught about kingdom finances, so you don't teach your kids about kingdom finance. I mean, no, that ain't right. That's because that's the way it is doesn't mean it's right. Then people, you know, they had a bad marriage, and so the next one is in trouble. Why? Because he's under the shadow of the last person. Amen. Oh, y'all don't want me to get into this. The way the mind is, the mind attracts stuff. The mind attracts what it's comfortable with and what it's used to. And so if you're a person that came out of a situation where you used to getting yelled at all the time, you're going to get somebody that's nice and they're not yelling. And you're going to be like, what's wrong? I don't think this is right for me. I don't know if I could trust this relationship. Why? Because this person is acting godly, but you can't recognize godliness because you stuck in the way things used to be. You haven't moved out of the shadows. Come on, somebody. You haven't taken God's hand and allowed him to pull you out so that you can see that there's a better life for you. Amen. That's how people get stuck. They get stuck in financial situations. Amen. They can't 
They can't never get out of an apartment. Because in their mind, you see what I'm saying? We, man, when we were, when me and, me and my wife were first married, we didn't know nothing about buying no nothing. We talking about paying the rent. How much is that? Let me see how much, let me see how when is, let me get see how much is that? And that's all we knew. But then one lady, we, we were in this house and they wanted to raise the rent. And so we, we said, man, we need to move. But in our minds, we said we need to move, so we need to get us another apartment or something. We need to rent another spot. We had no idea, like, buying a home was not even in our vocabulary. Now, I'm, I'm just, just telling you the truth, telling you where I was. Well, this lady we met, I believe God sent her to us. We met her, and she said, have y'all ever thought about buying something? We said, huh? <laughs> buying something? What? What is that? How do you spell mortgage or what is all that? What you talking about? And I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm still in. Y'all take money orders? I'm just. No. <laughs> no, but let me let me just help you, because it could be the way you're used to doing things doesn't mean that's the way God wants to keep that. And so this lady said, have y'all thought about buying something? So she said, look. I got this condo. I'm going to show it to you guys. I think y'all might qualify for it. We're like, really? So she shows us the condo, and we're like, oh, oh, this is pretty nice. And she opened our minds to something we never considered. And so there's something called a credit score. Amen. We wasn't paying attention to no credit score. Oh, uh, see, I'm just telling myself. Uh, uh, listen, listen, listen. I, I got to just tell you, this ain't, this ain't dwelling on the past, but you got you to understand God has brought us a mighty long way. <laughs> when me and my wife got together, first of all, we wasn't, we wasn't married. I didn't even know it was wrong to live with somebody and you ain't married. That might sound strange, but for me, I was giving advice from one of my uncles. He said, well, you know, you need to shack up before you get married because, you know, you want you want to make sure you shack up now because, uh, you know, you got to just, you know, what I'm saying make sure you're all compatible and everything's good. Shack up. OK, yeah. Thanks. Uncle. That's good advice. Bad advice. Wasn't, that wasn't no good advice. So we spent our first five years together on a roller coaster. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. I love you. I, this, I said, this ain't the one for me. I know it. I know it. I know it for sure. This ain't her. <laughs> right? And so I said, well, called myself schooling. You know, she was my girlfriend back then. I said, so what you got to do is if you don't have enough money for your bills, what you need to do is pay what you can and put a note in there. <laughs> I must have learned that from somebody. Hey, look, I, you know what? I ain't got it all right now, but let me put, I'm going to put this little payment in there and slide a note up in there. Hey, I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> I, I'm doing the best I can. I'll get the rest of y'all next month. <laughs> I mean, no, them, let, them letters didn't do nothing but jack up my credit. 
I didn't know nothing about that. Amen. And so now here's what God does is we mess around and get saved. Oh, so we're saved now. And they say, okay, so we want to get married and everything. So we have this engagement and all this. It's all set up. But the, the pastor at the time, he says, uh, yeah, so uh, y'all live together. You're going to have to move out because I'm not going to be doing no counseling with y'all. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to get that together. You got to go, you know. I said, oh, wow. So then I had to move back in with my mom. She had to move back in with her mom. But now we were saved. That's what they told us. And so we're doing it the, the, the kingdom way, right? There's, there's a way that seems harmless enough. There are going to be plenty of people that tell you, oh, it's not that bad. But thank God for them telling us the kingdom way. We're going to do it right. Well, so then now we, we do that. We get married. And, you know. Before we got married, I went in and got the house we was going to move in. I, that's the one we was renting. I got, I got it all set up, and I'm there. And then, you know, once the marriage is over, then my wife comes and, you know, like that. And so, but then God started to bless us. Oh, come on, y'all. Come on. Y'all. Now, remember, I'm talking about going from not having enough to pay the bills to adding a note, thinking somebody going to pay attention to a note, teaching that to my then girlfriend, so two people's credit getting jacked up, get saved, start doing right. Now we're living together and we're getting blessed. And they, you know, pretty soon Deja's on the way and all this stuff. Everything's going good. And then the lady, she wants to raise the rent. So we're like, oh. We got to move. But still, even though we're saved, come on, I mean, no, just because you're saved don't mean you know how the kingdom works. Come on, somebody. Just because you're saved don't mean you know you can go up. And, oh, let me help you with this. They don't, uh, God will send somebody to you that ain't saved to tell you that you could do better. Oh, come on. Y- y'all didn't hear that. Y'all didn't hear me on that. God could send somebody that ain't saved to you because you are saved to let you know you can do better. So we got an unsaved lady came to us and said, you ever thought about buying something? Well, see, by this time, we figured out that writing notes ain't good. We already corrected that. We figured out that, you know what, it's better to pay bills on time. We had caught some of that stuff. So guess what? We had a good track record. We had no idea that even back then, our credit was up in the, in the 700s. We didn't know nothing about no credit. But the lady was like, you guys can qualify. Amen. And we surely didn't have no money to put into nothing. But she said, we're going to get you, you know, we're going to go ahead and uh, get you. Qual- I don't know how she did it, but she got us qualified. We got some money from somewhere, even if we might have borrowed it from our parents. I don't know. But somehow we got in that condo. And we didn't even know we could do that. And guess what? We were owners now. Like, right? You still got to pay on it, but it's putting you in a different mindset. It's not, you know, it's not to the, the try to pay it, pay the rent in the money order. It's not that mindset. And so you're opened up. And so from there, God exposed us to greater. And that's what he does. 
But for us, it, and I'm telling you for you, it only comes through obedience. Amen. If we had not obeyed God, we would have still been, come on, renting a place and just whatever, living any old kind of way. But we obeyed God, he opened doors. So next thing you know, we got the condo. Well, all of a sudden, I don't know how long it took, but then now we're talking about bigger. We're talking about, man, we want a five-bedroom house. What? Amen. Come on. How are you going to go from paying stuff on a money order to you want a five-bedroom house? God. You know what I'm saying? That's what God will do for you, though, if you do it God's way. But there ain't no shortcut. I needed that pastor to tell me, oh, y'all got to move out. You got to come in line and do this the right way. And so we did it, and then God blessed us. And so we were able to buy our first house up here. Amen? Amen. And that's a good thing. But even in that, now, just because you're saved don't mean that you won't be challenged. So we asked some challenges along the way. Well, I lost my job. But we were already set up to buy the house. I said, wow, this is it. I guess we ain't going to get it. See, I didn't know about speaking it back then. I, I just knew about being obedient. I didn't know about like death and life and the power of the tongue. I didn't know none of that. Matter of fact, when I lost my job, I had just started going to Pastor Miller's church. I went up in there, tried to have a meeting with him, tried to give him a sob story. Yeah. Oh, I lost my job. Da, da, da. And this brother was like, well, believe God. Increase his I said, man, I didn't, want, I didn't want to hear nothing about no believe God. I was thinking about a donation or something. Can I get? <laughs> I was thinking about a charitable. Y'all got a, some type of charity up in this place? <laughs> I'm not talking about believe God. <laughs> wow. He pastor, he believe God, man. He's going to just, you know, come through for you and all that. And I was like, okay. Is that all? Yeah. Okay. Well, but sure enough, he did. The mess around and we found out somebody called my wife and they said, uh, oh, she told him, too, we were honest. That's one thing you learn about getting saved. You got to be honest now because kind of back in the day, you'd be lying on everything. But when you oh, come on, y'all, it's just, just saying back in the day, you'd be making up income. Come on, y'all. Don't, don't be acting. Uh, Back when they used to do that stated income, you'd be talking about, yeah, man, we're making this much and you're lying. But we were being honest and my wife straight up told the lady, my husband lost his job and we don't, you know, we didn't got no money. We're thinking it's over the house. You're not going to get it. Lady said, don't worry about it. You're still going to get it. Huh? And we got it. I'm just, I'm just saying, and we got it. Now, I'll tell you something that might make you uncomfortable. Even in the toughest financial times, once we learn, we never stop tithing. Amen. We tithe our way through every deficit. We tithe our way through every shortage. We tithe our way through every rough spot that we've ever been in since we started. Amen. And when we first started tithing, it was a time where... We said, told my wife, we decided you're going to quit your job and homeschool the kids. So that means all the money she was making is gone. It's just me. But we still, so we have making less money and started tithing. Don't even make no sense. 
But then we just moved on and kept moving up and haven't looked back since. Amen. Come on. We did, God kept growing us, growing us. How many know we're not at that place no more? We don't got to write nobody no letters on, on some stuff. We don't, you know what I'm saying? We don't, we're not in that place. We're, we're at the place where we use credit cards just because it's convenient, but it's paid off every month. We don't, huh? We don't believe in carrying no balance like that and all that. But that's a different financial status, a different financial situation. Come on. Oh, I just feel an anointing. Sometimes people don't know how God works, man. And then we had that house and we said, man, we want another one. Why? Oh, just because we wanted one. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. See, y'all up in here, man. I'm, no, no, just because we wanted one. Just because you, oh, you already got a nice house. Well, we want a nicer one. Well. You don't need that. This ain't about needs. My needs was back when I was in that condo. This is desires. Amen. Huh? This is desires. Amen. Come on, somebody. So we decided that, you know what? We got, and you know what's funny is you get to raising your kids. See, our kids grew up in this stuff. So they had no idea. My son caught a revelation. When he went up to school in Fresno, he said, wow, my parents live in a mansion. <laughs> Hey, but when he was living with us, come on, that brother was just not appreciating everything. He didn't know that. Like, he, he's talking about, man, my room at my house is bigger than the whole apartment up there. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? But that's glory to glory, but you do it God's way. And now I'm not saying this stuff because we, we're not done going up. We're going up to the next level. But I'm just sharing with you guys some things how you can be shifted into a different way of living based on your obedience and your choices that you make. And then that's the choices that we made. And so now, you know what? We got in that other house and it just keeps going on and on. You know, in that other house, they wanted to have some crazy interest rate or whatever. But because we've been tithers the whole time, they mess around and gave us a principal reduction. Y'all don't, y'all don't know what we're talking about. Y'all don't know what we're talking about. I'm talking about when you buy the house, it's in the 600s because you bought it in the 600s. But now, because you're a tither and you got favor on your life, you get a principal reduction program that knocks off 300000 Okay. Church, man. I don't know if tithing works. Okay. I'll tell you, man. And so you got to understand what God is doing. You just got to know that, hey, man, I don't care what nobody says. I'm going to obey God. You know what? We decided that for this church before we barely had anybody. And you know what? When it came time for us to get our first building, man, I just feel like it's testimony time for me or something. We first started out. I was in my office. I was an insurance agent, the manager. I had favor with him. He let me use the office. So we used it for free. And then we saved up money. And then after that, we went into some place. And this place was not that great of a place, but it was the best we could do. And these people try to jack us, right? They try to jack us and make us pay. Said we owe some $12,000 because they said we had it and we were in it when we weren't. They, they didn't give us the keys yet. And so long story short, we refused, but we were obedient. We said, no, no, no. 
We stand on the word. We're not paying that. We didn't pay them that $12,000 and they kept trying to mess with us. And I'm telling you, if you stand on the book, you can say, you know, you're going to have to deal with God. I just want you to know you might be mad at me, but you ain't got to worry about me. My God is coming. You better be ready. And we saw God shift that he's he removed people, people that were being disrespectful to us, mess around and got removed from the establishment. Then somebody else comes in and wants to be Mr. Tough guy. Okay, you want to be like that to us? This man gets sick and almost dies. Comes up out the hospital to my everything's changed. You don't owe anything. We're going to give you your full deposit back. Uh, We're sorry for the inconvenience. But you can stand if you are in right standing. Don't just stand. Stand in right standing. Come on, stand on the book. Tell God I'm obeying your word. And so I'm going to stand flat footed on the book. And if you said it in there, that's what I expect. So you said that I would not be forsaken. Never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Oh, then it came time for us to move out of that building. Then we want to get in this building. We didn't have enough money. Y'all in here with me? Oh, y'all don't mind me getting into this. We didn't, listen, me and my wife and Elder Patsy, we had to dig into our savings and put money into this just for us to be able to open up this building. So the church, we had to loan the church some money. Praise God. Wait, how you going to loan somebody some money that ain't got none? That ain't the loan you want to do. You're going to loan somebody some that it's like loaning a family member some money that don't have a job. So if they don't have a job, they cannot give you any indication as to when you're going to get paid back. So let me loan you 10000 when do you get your paycheck? Every t- I don't get no paycheck. No paycheck? No, no, we don't. I'm still looking. That's what the church was doing. Oh, y'all in here with me. That's what this church was doing when we put our money into it. This church didn't have no job. Oh, come on. So when are you going to get paid back? We don't know. Hopefully God will bring some tithers up in here. Oh, but you know what he did? He did it. And we haven't looked back. Why? Because we've been obeying. And then people that come here, all of a sudden we became a magnet for tithers. It's like everybody over at this church want to tithe. We've been like that for years. We don't have no tithing police. Huh? We're not, you know, strong in our aid. Let me need to see your W-2s, brother. I just read, real quick before you leave, can you drop off your W-2s in the box over there? We don't do that. Because if it works, it works. And it's still working. And as a matter of fact, increases on us. And we cannot be stopped. And we're going up in the name of Jesus. And so listen, as we step in, and you guys come here, and guess what? Things are nice. You know, we don't have no raggedy stuff. You know, the churches be raggedy. There's stuff all raggedy everywhere. Only one looking nice is the pastor. 
You know what I'm saying? That pastor don't show you, though. He'd be over there at the church mopping up the floor and patching leaks. But then on Sunday, he'd try to get his suit on so he can make you think prosperity. If you go in there and the building is raggedy, it ain't prosperous. They ain't prospering. Amen? So we ain't never going to be in nothing raggedy. So when we move from here, it's going to be nice. It ain't gonna, we ain't getting no raggedy stuff now because we're not a raggedy ministry. Amen? Amen? Praise God. And so, yeah. So it's all about what God is doing now. That's the emphasis that I'm trying to put. It's all about what God is doing now. Um, now, God's taking us all up. Look at your name and say, God's taking me up. You mean that? You mean that when you say God's Amen. taking you up. Okay, so a new level requires new faith. Amen. Come on, somebody. A new level requires new faith. How many know the condo faith that I didn't even have wasn't going to be enough faith to get the house I'm in now? I got to have new faith. Amen. I got to, because if I'm going to go up. So God is calling us out to waters we've never walked on before. God is calling us out to waters we've never walked on before. Go to Matthew 9, 17, NLT. He says here, and no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wineskins so that both are preserved. And so the old you can't handle the new anointing. Oh, come on. And see, there was a time y'all wouldn't have been able to even be up in here listening to somebody preach for this long. Well, guess what? You wouldn't have been able to go where this word is going to take you. Amen. And so when you get there, you're going to know you got there because you've been getting good word preached into your life. Amen. Uh, Listen, your church friends that's getting out of church in 20 minutes, they're not going to be able to walk with you. They're not going to be able to step on those levels of prosperity that you're on. They're not going to be able to walk in that level of anointing and power because they haven't been trained for that. But you being trained to where you'll be able to call money in tonight and then to be there in the morning. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm trying to let you know what God is doing. You're being trained to where you'll be able to lay hands on yourself. You got a pain. You'll go to sleep and wake up healed. Come on, somebody. That thing is done because this is what God is doing. And so the old you can't handle your new anointing. And that's why Paul said, Uh, Philippians 3, 13 and 14, he says, I'm forgetting the past. I'm just paraphrasing for the sake of time. I'm forgetting the past, man. I'm not, well, I'm not going to let the past slow me down. He says, brother, and I count on myself to apprehend it. What does that mean? I don't understand everything, but one thing I do is I'm forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And so we must follow God with reckless abandonment. I want you right now to release yourself from your past, release yourself from your hangups, release yourself from your old thought patterns, the old way you used to think. You got to step in. There is a current of the kingdom. God is flowing and it's time for us to step into that. He will open our eyes and we'll see things differently. We'll never see ourselves on the bottom. Come on, somebody. If God opens my eyes, I'll never see myself on the bottom. I'll never see myself in a deficit. Come on. There is a way that you can live that is mountaintop living where you live up on the mountain top the air is much cleaner this is a much better way so every time you look at any situation you already know you win it 
because you know what your God is doing. Now, this ain't no hype message. Why? Because I gave you practical application. I told you what you got to do, but that'd be like you going to a gym and then they're going to tell you you can look like this and keep eating that. Or they lying to you. But a good person would say, you can look like this, but you're going to have to stop eating that. Let's get you on a program. That's what you guys are in. When you came to this church, you got enrolled into a program. You got enrolled into a road to prosperity. Uh, You can't tell me that you've been coming here and listening and obeying and your life ain't getting better. Oh, I can't get enough. Listen, nobody can come to me and say, Pastor, I've been listening. I've been applying the principles and I ain't getting no better. No, you're going to get better because the word works. The only way is if you stop working the word. But if you keep working this word and you follow God with reckless abandonment, that means I don't care what I used to do or what I used to think. I'm ready for what God is doing right now. Go to Isaiah 48.3. Isaiah 48.3. He says here, and then we got to get ready for this. He says, I've declared the former things from the beginning. They went forth out of my mouth. I showed them. I did them suddenly and it came to pass. And so what he's saying is, I spoke this stuff before it ever happened. That way nobody else can take credit for it. Now what God wants you to do is start speaking stuff now. So when it manifests, you'll know it was him. And nobody, you're not going to give nobody else credit for your breakthrough. You're not going to give nobody else credit for your miracles. You're going to know it was God. The suddenlies are about to happen. Come on, somebody. The suddenlies are about to happen. The fast flowing waters of the Lord. I came this morning with all of this to say your season is about to change. And you got to be ready for this. Your season is about to change. And you got to know that God's got you on a track, man. God is doing something for you and God going to show you everything you need to know along the way. But you got to come into agreement with God. Isaiah 48, 17. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I'm the Lord thy God, which teaches thee to profit, which leads thee by the way in which thou shalt go. This word profit means it's going to be for your advantage. How many know you want to make a profit in your business or whatever you're doing, but he's going to teach you how to profit. It's going to be advantageous for you. It's going to benefit your life. It's going to bring gain into your life. You know what's happening with us as a church? We are moving up. Oh, come on, y'all. We are. That's why I got it. You, you wonder, like, how pastor this? What's he all excited about? I have seen some stuff, man. I have seen some stuff. And if y'all pay attention, then God's going to flow this thing right down into your life. The church is moving up. We are moving up to another level. I prophesy right now. Health is coming. Come on. Who, anybody up in here? I'm a, oh, Lord. Health is coming. Come on, somebody. You thought you had to learn how to cope and deal with that? God says, I'm about to release an anointing for health right there into your church. Health is coming. Also, wealth is coming. Some of y'all thought about money, but God said wealth is coming. It's being released. Our supernatural season is here. Come on. You know, I got to be connected with God because I'm not going to get motivated by just y'all's faces. Because sometimes I look at some of y'all and said they didn't even hear that. 
They didn't even hear what I just said. Yeah. But see, my motivation is coming from the mountaintop. And so it's just like when Moses came down, man, he had to cover his face because the people weren't ready. They weren't ready. But I say this church is ready. Come on. I, I say that this church is ready. Amen. I say that the people that's locking into this ministry is ready. Our supernatural season is here. Amen. I speak divine healing. Matter of fact, I want you to stand up because you got to receive what I'm about to prophesy. I'm going to decree it off of this pulpit. I'm going to release it on your life. I'm telling you right now, the devil can't stop you. He can't hinder you. He can no longer distract you. His days of messing up your life are over. I speak and decree the anointing is here. And it's your set time. It's your set time. It's about time you believe this stuff. It's about time you say, man, that stuff pastor's preaching is true. And I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to get in that thing. I'm going to get in this thing, right? Let me, before I release this, let me just pray for those online. You don't know Jesus. Don't wait any longer. You've already wasted enough time. Get saved. Get saved and do it right now. Don't risk it. Don't risk going to hell. Give your life to Jesus and do it now. Church, let's repeat this prayer so that anybody that hears this will know how to step into this kingdom we're talking about. Jesus, Jesus, please forgive me for all of my sins. I commit my life into your hands. This day, I am saved. Do with me as you please and fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap for souls.